Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. Welcome. Glad you could join us. And uh, we have a terrific guest uh, with us today. His name is Bob Kudla, and you go, oh, I know who Bob is. Trade genius, right? Comes on, talks about the market, talks about the economy. Yeah, that's Bob. And we live in really topsy-turvy times. And my goodness, with all that's going on in the market, this show is really needed. And then uh, we got an opportunity for you here today, too. And I want to make sure you're aware of this. People are taking second jobs in great numbers. You don't have to do that. Stay tuned. You'll find out what I mean by that. Bob, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us. Yeah, Dave, thanks for having me. Well, I don't even know where to begin. The economy is in such a state of flux right now. There's opportunity, but there's also a lot of downside, too. So tell me, what's your starting point when you look at the economy today? Yeah, you know, I I look at it as, um, you know, you ever, uh, I don't know, where I grew up, you know, there was a, a big gravel pit and a big pile of gravel. And when we were kids we would run up the gravel pit, but the trick is the gravel would give way as you're running. And so uh, it made it hard to get to the top. And I think that's kind of how I look at the economy right now is that a lot of people are running really, really fast just to break even, but they're starting to slide backwards. And you mentioned the unemployment report. On the surface, uh, if you just looked at the headline, you thought it was a fantastic unemployment report. And then when you read the details, you found out that we had uh, the, one of the largest declines in, in uh, uh, full-time employment we've had in the last 15 months. And we had record part-time employment. Uh, basically, companies are pulling back on full-time jobs so they can get away with not paying the, uh, uh, the benefit burden. And people have to take a second job because they can't make enough money with their primary employment to uh, to make ends meet. So that's the one side of it. The second side of it is is that what Janet Yellen uh, has done is that uh, she's been fighting the, the Federal Reserve uh, in their quest to tamp down uh, speculation slash inflation. And she's been fighting it tooth and nail through some of the tools she had. I'll explain that in a minute. And why it's important what Jerome Powell is doing is people get confused. You know, inflation is good for rich people. Deflation is good for poor people. And so, you know, 
the most ideal situation in the world is when productivity exceeds inflation for a long period of time. That that was from basically the 1870s until 1910. That was maybe the golden age of American growth where the productivity of the nation was increasing faster than the money supply that was being being created. And so he's trying to tamp down the money supply to get speculation out of the market, which then moderates or even reduces housing costs. Janet Yellen, on the other side, has been active in, in, in selling what's called T-bills. And the reason why it's important is short-term borrowing, short-term uh, loans, if you will. And so you know, she's been basically going to the pawn shop and doing flipping short-term loans. And why that fights the Fed is that when you um, sell a loan like that on your books, if you're a banker, uh, you you can use that you can use that asset as collateral to still speculate in the markets. When you buy a ten year or five year or three year et cetera kind of a T bond, that's a liability and reduces your ability to speculate. So Janet Yellen's been fighting the Fed, trying to bring down you know interest rates uh, to uh, to keep her Ponzi going. And that's going to come to an end. We did a podcast yesterday that shows that the Fed now is running what's called a negative – the Treasury is running a negative carry, meaning that the more time they, they do short-term loans, the worse the economic impact finances of the country are. And, you know, technically she could do that where you, you couldn't even carry the interest. You know, so she has to shift gears. And when she shifts gears, that's going to bring the, the stock market into a, a tailspin. So then we're going to have both Wall Street and Main Street going the wrong way. And, you know, and that an environment now where people are kind of exhausted. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out over the next 90 days. But the market started the year uh, with a bit of a temper tantrum. You know, people were getting out ahead of the news here. And, and I'll take a breath here and let you talk. But then I'll give you people what seasonally to what to expect between now and Easter. Okay. Well, you know, I'm not a Janet Yellen fan. She's tried to do things like unrealized income and tax that, like the appreciation on your house. And if people don't know what I'm talking about, let's say you bought your house for $100,000. And today, years later, it's worth $200,000. She wants to tax you 43% of that difference. And and you say, wait a minute, I, I, I haven't realized the income there. And they're doing that now on foreign investments too, Bob. They're trying to get the IRS to buy into that. And so she's trying to steal money from Americans to make, make her financial situation look better. That's my, my layman's interpretation of what she's doing. So I'm not a Yellen fan at all. And it, it, she is working in opposition to the Fed. Now, I'm surprised. Wouldn't you expect her and Biden to be on the same page as the Fed? Well, not necessarily. Um, you know, Volcker and Jimmy Carter weren't on the same side. That's true. And so, you know, I view Jerome Powell. He he idolizes the Volcker approach. And remember, he's a rock rib Republican. And so uh, he's not a Keynesian. And so, they, you know, they are in a bit of a bit of an odd here. And, and Janet Yellen, all, she, all she, you know, she cares about what she should. She's the Treasury Secretary for the Biden administration, but she's a political hack. She's not an economist. Exactly. And so she only cares about how do I get over the finish line in November. So she's trying to keep the Ponzi going until they can win the next election, which basically would change the entire structure of the country. 
And so she'll do whatever she needs to do uh, to make that happen. The problem is she's she's out of runway, and she, she's going to have to shift to T-bonds. And when she does that, the banks lose all their liquidity and ability to speculate in the markets, and then you're going to get a really drastic pullback in the stock market. But also that there'll be a drastic pullback in on Main Street because, you know, as you know, uh, bank lending has been contracting. So we're going to have the Fed decreasing money supply. You're going to have the banks decreasing money supply. And then Janet Yellen's going to decrease money supply because she's going to force the banks out of out of uh, borrowing money to speculate in the markets. And so you're going to get a three-way uh, push down in in uh, basically the assets of the country and. Uh, and people are not going to like it. You know, they already can't sell their house. They already can't hold a job. And they already can't, uh, uh, the stocks, before what case are going down, people will be pretty surly. And uh, they have nobody to blame but themselves. So they, they set this up and they're going to have to, they're going to have to eat their, their, uh, their vegetables here. Yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Uh, there, there's another factor too. Biden uh, and I couldn't give you the specifics of the program, but I've read that Biden is trying to increase the liquidity requirement of the banks by 25 percent, which could kill lending. So getting lending for homes and businesses and so forth could be greatly imperiled, too. Can you address that? Yeah, that's Basel three. It has nothing to do with Biden. Um, it's basically the they're, they're, they, they're trying to tamp down speculation uh, by the banks by a great deal because they know that. You know, with that first uh, shot across about about a year or so ago, the banks are still in pretty poor position. And so that's the next thing is that they're going to require additional collateral and they're going to try to shorten down the uh, the speculation. Remember, I, you know, typically it's eight to one, 10 to one. I think the banks are running even higher than that. So if you give the bank a hundred dollars, you know, they can lend out eight hundred. OK, that's how they that's how they create increase money supply that's how they create inflation and but it's higher than that and they're going to have to bring that back down uh and that's that was part of what they're trying to do here you know you have the basal three with collateral which allows gold to be collateralized and then you have the uh um you know you're actually right though because i think it's the office of the, the currency controller that's that's pushing yeah. for yeah 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 and so it's both so you're right i stand corrected <clears throat> Yeah, I, I I look at this and I look. At, I'm not in favor of helping the banks unduly. I don't like fractional reserve banking, but right now in these troubled times, when over 300 banks are listed as being in trouble, I don't know why Biden would want to do what he's doing with regard to the liquidity, unless he's trying to collapse the system. Well, they want to get rid of the small banks, so it's just way they do that. So, uh, you know, they they like remember the leftists love big everything. That's why I laugh when they call the right wing fascist. The left loves fascism because they only have to extort two or three companies versus extorting two thousand companies, and it's, so it's, it's easier to it's easier to uh, manage one or two big companies to persuade them to your cause than it is to try to hurt a bunch of cats around the country. So yeah, so we we think there's going to be a massive collapse in the number of banks in the country over the next couple of years. You know, this reminds me of uh, COVID and the lockdowns. Uh, Joe's uh, department store could have had people social distance, wear masks. They could have done the same protocols as the box stores. But the box stores unfairly got to stay open 
while Joe's department store went bankrupt. Uh, and it looks like they're trying to do the same thing with the banks. You know, bigger is better, like you said, and they want the big to survive and the small to go away. Is, is it because it's easier to control a few entities than a thousand entities? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I would make of that, too. This is scary. If you got your money into credit union, are you in trouble? Credit unions are probably okay if, if some of the other smaller banks. Uh, credit unions have a lot of political um, clout, too. So, And they, 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 they're not nearly over their skis as some of the other banks are. So, yeah. um, But, look, you know, all lending is collapsing right now. I mean, you can't um, – people can't qualify for a car loan. It, and all that's by design, too. Look, auto insurance rates are up. Auto loan rates are up. Home insurance rates are up. You know, they like I said, they want to shove people into, uh, you know, uh, into into these into these cities. They don't want you driving. So this the, these crises that are being created uh, fit their agenda. So that's that's why you don't hear all the screaming and wringing of hands. If it was against the leftist approach, they'd be they'd be they'd be screaming bloody murder. But it, it ties into what they want to accomplish. The only thing that is that I don't think they think about is people aren't going to quietly go into the night. When, when they uh, they can't go on vacation, you know, they can't send their kids to camp, they can't do the things they like. There's, in my view, there's there's money. You you it's called have to have money, and then it's the nice to have money, and then you have your savings. And people work for that nice to have money. They don't work to have to have. Yeah. And when they're stuck, yeah. when they're stuck just doing have to haves. I don't want to be a politician because they're going to come after you because, you know, you get home every day and you can't do anything else. And people people tend to get very, very, very angry in that environment. And they can't blame the right on this because the left controls all the levers. And you're going to get situations where you're going to get more Netherlands, more Argentina, more Poland, more Hungary, you know, the type of environments versus – you know, the left championing the, the will of the people. It's not working. And that's why they're trying to bring in millions of people from the outside because they want them beholden to uh, the Democratic Party because they're losing the incumbents. You, I, I totally agree. The Democrats are walking away from their own party right now. Of course, I got to tell you, I'm walking away from the Republicans in support. I'm maintaining my party affiliation so I can vote in the primary. But I'm voting against about 90% of all the incumbents because they failed. They failed America. Uh, there's too many rhinos, and uh, I could go on and on with this, Bob. But it, it, I'm really disturbed by what I'm seeing in both parties. In fact, in Arizona, when you dealt with voter fraud and stabbing uh, uh, America First candidates in the back like Kerry Lake, it was GOP Chairman Bill Gates of Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and the county clerk and recorder, GOP took out a political action campaign against America First candidates in Arizona, Republicans versus Republicans. How can we trust that? I mean, the system right now is crazy. Yeah, well, you can't. So we just have to wait and see what happens with the, the next election. People are getting more more active and engaged. And, you know, uh, you know, if, 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 the, if the Trump and Republicans prevail in the... Uh, Someone's making money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can hear it. And I can so, hear it. Uh, it's... Um, They'll they'll thank Elon Musk because he he kept the portal open for people to communicate for a while. The EU is really going after him big time. Yeah, well, they can do that as long as America keeps the portal open. I can care less what happens in Europe. So yeah, along those lines, what concerns me though 
is the UN claims they're going to take over the internet and decide what gets published, and Biden yeah. is cooperating. What's your reaction to that? Well, then Elon Musk Starlink will become the new internet. I, I just, I just think they can't. I think that's a. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know ladies and gentlemen Right now, go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Pipe dream. You know, just remember, during World War II, how do you think information got out? Shortwave radio. You know, you can't control everything. And, and you know, p- people will find a way to communicate with each other. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Well, you said the market could contract Let's go and look at the market for a second, because I know that's your specialty. Um, I, I know in every down market, I've learned this from talking to you over the years, there's an opportunity. So I know we're going to paint a bleak picture, but let's leave it on, a, on a, a positive note here. Yeah, I mean, look, there's always a bull market somewhere. So uh, the, 
the market gives you correlations and you follow the correlations until they don't work. And and also the market's been pretty accurate on the seasonality of the of the indexes. And so, you know, the last time you and I talked, I said, you know, we'll, we would have have a good Christmas. We did. I'll even go back further to so give people some context here. As I said, we would have a bloody October to scare people. We did. Yeah. I said, we'll, be, we'll have a happy Thanksgiving. We did. Santa's going to come. He came. And and I said, the market's going to be generally up until uh, Martin Luther King Day. And it's actually not been as good uh, since Christmas, So, which is a tell in itself. And so now you have a situation from from basically Martin Luther King Day into Easter is seasonally very weak. And it's also seasonally very weak on a year in which you have a first term president running for reelection. And and so you, you have another situation where they call it the positive and negative Grinch is that the three days prior to Christmas to three days after Christmas is if that market time period is positive, which it was. You have a negative year, like it's like an eighteen out of twenty-one year. I mean, it's high probability, and it's and it's, and it's violent. So, so we have a situation now where, and then the first five days of the, of the year, um, uh, you know, the first week of the market was was down. So now we look at you go into from coming out of Martin Luther King Day, which is is the third week of of January. You have a switch in what they call the volatility indexes, and volatility indexes are important because you see the stock market. The volatility indexes well, determine like how aggressive people are running derivatives and options underneath the underneath the surface, and that 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 flips into a negative mode from January into March, which means that it's going to put pressure on the stock market because the tail wags the dog anymore. Options are very important to the direction of the stock market. So we're looking for a down market, you know, from basically January 20th through the end of February for sure. And and to the extent what it's going to be, it's unknowable until you see what happens with the earnings reports. Yeah. And and I think if you saw the unemployment collapse, employment collapsing, mm-hmm. companies are already worried about that. So I, I'm thinking we're going to get a pretty good sell-off. You know, going into March, not April, is usually a very, very bullish month. And that's that's how the markets work. The markets just don't go straight down and straight up. You get down too far too fast, and then people try to burn those people who are short. And you get these, you get these, uh, you know, four- to six-week rallies. So that's how I see it. I think we'll see double digits down in, in February, and then we'll come up in April – uh, I think summers are going. The summer is going to be probably relatively quiet to down, and then I think the fall is going to be pretty bloody. I, I like to um, I'm trying to think of the right term here. I like to bottom line things. Do you um, anticipate the bank collapses will infiltrate their effects into the stock market, and if so, how? And if so, where would the opportunities be for the investor at that point? Well, I mean, in 2022, it affected the stock market. It'll force the Fed to do things. So you'll have a situation where, look, right now, when the market is up, the Treasury yields are falling and then oil falls. And when 
they lose control of the treasury market, yields go up, the market goes down, but oil goes up. So those are the correlations that, that we're looking at right now. And what will be the next tell for us is when the bond market no longer supports the stock market. That means fear has crept into the market mm-hmm. and people are just going to go to the bond market for safety. So that would be an area if the things start getting really sketchy, people are going to get out of the stock market. They're going to move into the bond market in mass. Right now, they look at the bond market saying, hey, borrowing costs are lowering. That means my value of my equities are going higher. Once that flips and you know we're in, we're in, we're in full-on recession mode, that's the first opportunity to make money. You know, the other areas to make money is going to be like in, in SARK, which is a ETF of Kathy Woods. It basically goes against her vision for the future. She's highly speculative. And so you just have to look at SARK and ARK. You can see what I'm talking about there. And then NVIDIA has been flying higher. And then there is a ETF that looks at shorting NVIDIA called NVDS. And so, um, you know, coming out of the January uh, um, Consumer Electronics Show, uh, you probably see a top in there. So there's going to be an opportunity to uh, buy shares in NVDS. It's slightly leveraged, but it's a good trading vehicle if you think technology has truly topped, which it has other than NVIDIA. NVIDIA has been bucking the horse here, but they're not going to be able to avoid a a general market sell-off. So those are trades right then and there. If we get a sell-off because yields are going higher, then you want to be in energy. And energy starts moving higher towards the middle to the end of February, you know, into April and May. So you're going to get a seasonal effect uh, to what help kind, you there. Well. Bob, what, what kind of energy are you looking at going into? Oh, these are the integrated oil and gas companies. You know, companies like ExxonMobil, Oxy, Chevron, things of that nature. And then the natural gas is, is, is incredibly undervalued right now. So there's opportunities in stocks like EQT. And we just had a great run last four to six weeks, you know, with the Israeli war, we bought shipping companies and, uh, you know, we flipped a lot of those for really good profit. So, you know, you're going to get those, you you, you always look for something that goes opposite of what you think is going to happen. And you're like, well, market's going down, but shippers are going up. It must be because they're raising rates because they're worried about the war in the Middle East, and and uh, and lo and behold, we had a double. We talked about that last month. Yeah, we saw DRMD. We had a great run on that. Starbuck Carry. <laughs> We're still holding a few of them. The the yields are all double digit, so you get kind of get a twofer for that. So those are, those are the areas that I'm playing in, and I've moved into some large cap healthcare companies. You know, J and J, Medtronics, uh, GlaxoSmithKline, uh, Nova Nordisk. And because they have cash flow and people are going to run to cash flow, stable cash flow when things start getting hinky around growth. Can you explain that? You say they go into cash flow. Uh, can you explain what that means for that? Yeah, yeah. If you're, an, if you're an investor, you're going to want to move your money to where you know the company's going to make money more independently. Uh, you know, it's, it's immune to market action on the short term. Why I like uranium. Uranium price of uranium is relatively immune to the economic environment because you, know, you have a $5 billion nuke plant. You don't care if you're going to spend $100 million or $200 million on uranium, right? You have to fill it. 
Yeah. So you're exactly. going to pay whatever price. You know, it's like you're addicted to cigarettes. You're going to buy the cigarettes no matter how high they raise the price. And that's the same with uranium. So those are the areas that are economically immune, you know, at least in the short term. And that's it's going to be large cap healthcare. Uh, and I'm not talking about biotech, speculative biotech. I'm talking about healthcare companies that have cash flow. They're making money. They pay dividends. They can buy back their shares. Investors are going to pay up for that for safety. So they're either going to go into healthcare, or they're going to go into energy. Those are the two choices. Those are, those areas cash flow for different reasons. When the market's going to move into a more volatile phase, like you're describing, does that lengthen or shorten the amount of time that you ride a trade before you sell off? Yeah, volatility is inverse holding period. So volatility is increasing, you hold short term. Volatility is decreasing, you can hold longer term. Makes sense, too, because interest rate strategy kind of parallels that. Yeah. Um, yeah, very much does. Um, but, okay, so l- let me go to your specific. Let's use by illustration what you do with Trade Genius. So you've got people that sign up and you train them how to make money in the market. Best second job out there. Um, what do you teach them now in this environment? Yeah, so, you know, there is a process that's proven, time proven. The market operates like in a sine wave, you know, a radio wave, you know, it oscillates and it has oscillation. It has a momentum and it has a direction. So we build algorithms that look at is the direction heading higher, you know, uh, the amplitude, you want to buy the amplitude of the sine wave when it's coming up from a over oversold or out of channel condition and then you want to get that confirmed by price action. And so we built an algorithm. We call it the trade force indicator. Uh-huh. Then we have we have signals that go around it called Kona and, and Sniper that tell us, hey, market moved too far too fast. Market coming out of channel, coming back in. And also the trade force indicator looks at momentum, direction, and price action. And when those three are put together, it's just a scary combination, which puts you on the right side of the trade. And we do very well. And we've not changed this forever. It's just technology is allowing us to display these algorithms to people and set alerts for them like never before. And so we're always tweaking it to make sure that people can can see and react to these, these, these signals. And I sent you over... You know, some attaboys, but also yeah. our track record, we're, we're at 67%. We're annualizing at about 77%. There was a a news story that came out and said only 2% of investors beat the S&P 500. And I think that's an absolute crime. You can simply beat the S&P 500 by owning the S&P 500 and selling calls against it. So I don't I don't understand how people can lose lose that kind of money unless they're over-speculating. So we just give people really good and simple tools that they can use. Um, you know, if you want to go crazy, you can go crazy and speculate with these. We, we But we also give trades out every day that are, are uh, companies that you would know and hear, hear about. And look, you know, you make 1% in the stock market every week, you're making 50% of the year. That's really so, good. Yeah, uh, so you don't have to... Yeah. You don't have to, you know, and I think we make 0.77%. Um, um, let me look at it real quick. I always, it, it's dynamic. Give me one second here. While okay. We're talking. 
probably yeah. live here, and I'll pull it up. So, um, so right now, as of this morning, we're sixty six point nine eight percent win rate. Um, our annualized gains are seven point nine eight percent. We're in our trades an average of three days, and our, our average net gain per trade is point seven three, which is about a one in five one point three percent weekly gain. So if you're 100% invested using the signals that we just give out, you, you can't help but beat the market. And we have clients tell us that all the time. I sent you those attaboys. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking at them now. The system works. And how we do it, Dave, is we give you access to the system. We give you access to us as coaches in the, in the chat room. I'm in there every day. And then we also put our trade out every day. So just to show you how the system works so you can learn while you earn. So um and like like today, we didn't put a trade on yet. Today, we're talking on Tuesday. The market had a big move yesterday, and then it sold back off today. Nothing's really showing up. So, you know, you don't have to trade when the market's not giving you anything to trade. And so that's kind of how we do it, and it works well. I've been doing this forever, and the system works. We like it. You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to have anxiety. Uh, it's just a really, really nice system. And what we charge for it is nothing compared to what you get out of it. And then, as you know, you and I cut a deal here where we do trade like Dave. And uh, and we D- well, actually, it's Dave, Dave loves trading.com. Trade. Yeah. yeah. You have it on there. Look below, but go to there. But if you go to my site, tell me came from Dave, Dave's common sense show. So I can give him credit and give you the best deal. But we even give you guys killer bundles. If you want to trade basic, you want to trade advanced. You know, we do futures, we do options, we do crypto, we do stocks. So you have to pick the room you want to be in and, and join us. I think you'll like it. Well, it's interesting is is you're winning two out of three trades on average. And did I catch you right? Your annualized return is like 73%. Is that right? That's average net gain per trade. And, that's uh, incredible. Yeah, and yet, yeah, that's right. It's, it's, 70, it's um, 75.98%. That's unheard of. Um, the, I mean, you have to bear in mind is that's if you're 100% invested. So I always have to make that qualification. I don't know who's doing what with what their portfolio is. I can only I can only control the stocks that we put out there and how they're managed. You know, so uh, but you you won't lose money if you just follow these trades. So no, but I hear what you're saying on that, Bob. But my goodness gracious, um, you know, I'm hearing eight percent is good. I'm yeah, yeah. that's what I hear. Rule, the stock market goes up about 11.8% a year. So, you know, if you can do better than that, you're, you're doing well. And smaller investors, you know, like I said, I mean, you can literally be just in the S&P. I mean, I'm selling against my own service, but you just could buy SPY, sell calls against it. You'll always beat the market. So I, I don't understand, uh, you know, how people get blown up like that, except that they fool you. To get you to chase the wrong things. Why do so, they do that? Because that's how they make money. It's a zero-sum game. So either you make money or I make money. Remember, they're on the other side of your trade. Yeah, but where does the fiduciary responsibility come in? They have an obligation to their client's profitability, don't they? No, no, it's not the people that are managing your money that's against you. It's the Wall Street bankers that are against you. So they have no fiduciary responsibility to you. They have fiduciary responsibility to make money for their clients. So they'll get on CNBC and tell you, you know, 
The Santa Rally is going to go into the middle of January, and then January 2nd comes and they rug pull you, okay? That, that's the kind of stuff that they do, you know, or, you know, uh, you get a, a company on there and they're pounding like Jim Cramer, he pounds the table. Somebody has an ETF that looks at trading against Jim Cramer's picks and it does really well. So so these guys are out there, they're, they're, they tout, right? CNBC has, uh, their, their advertisers are selling you something. So when somebody comes on their show, they're paying to be, have, I don't know if you know that, they pay to have access on CNBC, a lot of these guys. Really? Yeah. So, so they're, they're pro- I didn't know this. So let me get this right. Their program manager or producer will contract with someone on the stock market, and they'll say, I want to come on your show and talk about X. Okay, that also costs you this much. Yeah, I mean, it works both ways. There's some people that desperately want on the show to get eyeballs, and there's other people that want to desperately be on the show, and they pay for access. Um, man, oh, man. You're, you're explaining to me why what you're doing is working. So let me ask you a question. I'm not trying to create competition for you, but why is it that you're successful and very few people are doing what you're doing? Well, I don't know if I'm the only one doing what I'm doing, but, uh, you know, I have a philosophy in life, you know, and, you know, I've I've been an elite athlete. I was an elite military unit. I was an elite corporation. And, and the one thing that we learn in those environments is that when you look backwards, you stumble. So I really don't care what other people do. I only care about optimizing what I do. But people who are judging whether or not they're going to get into this will look at what other people do. Yeah, um, that's okay. They'll, they'll do I'm a not, comparison. Yeah. What, what were you an elite athlete in? I didn't know that about you. Yeah, I was a swimmer in high school and college. Okay, cool. Yeah, what, I was in the Marine Corps. I was a Marine Corps officer. What, uh, what what did you do swimming-wise? What event? I was a sprint freestyle 1500 guy. Oh, okay. I'm a, I'm a backstroke. I can get to the end of the, my pool guy. Uh, <laughs> but, but that's actually one of my exercises I do about nine months out of the year. Being in Arizona, get a heated pool. You can you can do that. But uh, great. I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm swim. envious. I, uh, I still swim three days a week. So Tuesday, you know, Thursday, Saturday. I, I had... Not to brag because it's not who I am anymore, but I had elite speed. I ran a four four forty, um, and I tried swimming, competitive swimming, when I was a kid. I sucked. <laughs> I sucked. You well, would never know I was an athlete when I swam. Well, there's, there's, there's different muscles. I mean, I was a sprint freestyler, but I ran cross country. So it, it just depends on your it, slow you know, twitch. What, what twitch you are? So yeah. So I have slow twitch legs, fast twitch upper body. And then, you know, which served me well in the Marine Corps because, you know, you have to be able to run long distances carrying equipment. So, um, it, yeah, so it's really interesting. So, you know, but that's how you learn. I don't know if part of it's innate in me. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an optimist by nature. Mm-hmm. I, I don't worry about other people because, you know, they don't worry about me. So, you know, all I can do is what I can do for people and, uh, and just drive forward. Really, and, it's really and interesting. I a long time ago in the stock market is that it's, it's, it might be zero sum, but somebody always is making money. And, and that's why you just have to understand the correlations and you trade it. You know, look, we look at every day, we look at if the correlations are working or breaking down. And because, then, yeah, I, I heard you say it. I, I want to go back in time historically for a second because we've got you and I consider you to be an expert. Let's go back to the Depression the 1930s 
Okay, uh, the economy's falling apart, real estate's collapsed, the market's collapsed, you got investors jumping out of office buildings. Okay, but there were people still making money in the Depression. Can you can you address that? Yeah, I mean, the Depression was an interesting animal. I don't know if we'll ever get a repeat of what caused the Great Depression, because number one is they had um, mortgages were callable, number one. Number two is that they they goaded farmers into overproducing to pay for the the war effort in World War One. We were selling a lot of grain and such to to Europe, you know, to pay for the all the armies over there. That went away. And then the speculation in the twenties, which is the same here, got out of control. But my my um my mother and father in law, um, you know, they grew up during the Great Depression and they lived in in Ohio, and their town never saw the depression. Okay, you know it, it was um, you know he had a job throughout the whole time. Remember, there was still seventy five percent employment during the Great Depression, mm-hmm. and and we had a lot of people still working farms. It's just that the people that got leveraged just got hammered, and and then uh, that's what brought down a lot of the. Uh, productivity in the banks but for the most part you know most people will go through the great depression with employment with income and so the key is in your life is to make sure that you have to have enough runway to be able to get through um you know a transition period if something you know happens to you and so you know the great depression was an interesting animal and the only way they got out of the Great Depression was that they had to starve demand with World War II. Yeah, exactly. And then increased employment with uh, the war effort. So, um, but we're in a different environment now, uh, you know, because of the the demographics, you know. So this that's why I always say we're going to have more of an inflationary depression than we're going to have, you know, a, a flat out, you know, deflation because, you know, the government, unless it wants to stop functioning, is going to continue to pay out Medicare and Social Security, you know, to a vast majority of the people, and and so uh, growth will collapse, but there'll still be money moving through the, through the system. Is this that you don't want to be in things, you know? What I tell people, and I told you on this show before too, is that you don't want to be in real estate. Real estate's dead till the next generation. Okay, people argue with me till kingdom come, but these are the same people in 2006 when I sold my real estate, you know, uh, all my spec real estate is that uh, they said real estate never goes down. And 2006 to 2016 proved them wrong. And it's going to be wrong again. Commercial real estate in this country is going to absolutely implode. Technology is changing. You know, yesterday during the quiet pine, the market, we talked for two, three hours on just the, basically the automation. You just have to look at Asia to see some of this stuff. You know, they have cafes running and restaurants running with no staff, okay? AI. The the, the, the square footage has shrunk. In the U.S., you're going with a one Class A restaurant and a Class A, you know, real estate, and then they're moving their big kitchens to Class C space, and they're doing everything on DoorDash. Well, in the past, they may have had four restaurants, and so all this stuff's going to implode. And with technology, you don't have to look at the big fight to get people to come back to the office. With technology is that you're finding that the office, for the most part, 
is irrelevant. I mean, there's some reasons to be with people, but I think for the most part, being with people, you're not you're not gaining productivity. That's that's a joke, and I know that because I worked remote as an executive. Okay, and and I found that being in the office was more of a hindrance to my productivity and being stuck in meetings I don't want to be in versus being at home and grinding it out. As long as you can be you can be uh, held accountable for action, mm-hmm. you get a lot more done in four hours than you will eight hours in the office. You still have time to take care of your kids, and that's psychologically very empowering to people. People work to midnight for you if they knew that you can go to your watch your kids' soccer game. You know what I mean? Versus missing your kids growing up. So I think all that has changed things forever. And, I think and, you're right. Yeah, I, I, told, I could not agree with you more that it, the workplace has changed. There's another uh, fact that supports what you're saying. Um, Biden gave seed money of $45 billion to firms to convert dead commercial real estate to residential real estate like these micro-apartments. And they have to be climate change friendly, but it's $45 billion, Bob. It's seed money. But is that the wave of the future? Is this what people are going to have to do? Uh, well, yeah, but converting these pro- properties um, is difficult because they're not structured. They're not constructed in a way that makes it easy for you to turn those into, uh, you know, to living units. It'll be very expensive. I think in, Ca- in California, I think it's $400,000 a unit. So if you have forty-five billion, what, what's that going to be? A hundred thousand units that he could do with forty-five billion, you know? So, or is it ten thousand? I, I have to do the math on the fly here, but it, it's um, it's not a lot, you know. We're talking, but you know, but Bob, there's more because LA has announced, uh, and in fact, uh, San Francisco too. They want a million new units, like what I'm describing. Yeah, they're just not going to get it in the short term, you know. So, and that's expensive. Who could you know? People can't even afford a four hundred thousand dollar home, you know. So no, I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I want to go to something else. though, practicality because I want to. People are always tell me, Dave, do you have any idea for second jobs? I, I hear this question. I get it emailed to me, and I said, Have you tried Trade Genius? I said, What do you mean Trade Genius? I said, Have you heard my interviews with Bob Kudla? And uh, a couple people have, and they said, Yeah, I'm not sure how it applies to me. But before someone goes to work at Walmart for an hourly wage. Why should they consider looking at what you do at Trade Genius? Well, I mean, you need some startup capital, right? So let's assume that you work at Walmart to build that up. Okay. You know, then then you'll you'll make more than you'll make an hourly wage at Walmart. So, you know, if you make a hundred dollars a day in the stock market, that's twenty thousand dollars a year. You can make a hundred dollars a day in the stock market if you can scratch together five or ten thousand dollars. Okay, that's on average. So there's there's some very very low risk trades that you can start applying that you can start, you, you can start working your way up to that, you know, and then um, if you make $400 a day, you're making a hundred thousand dollars market. So everything, you know, that would, that could take, you know, four or five years to get to that point. But, but most people, you know, if you can earn 20, 30 or $40,000 a year extra, you know, that's a lot for most people, you know, the average rent, well now it's higher, but you know, Look at maybe nineteen hundred dollars a month, but you know that's nineteen hundred dollars. That's a hundred dollars a day. Uh, yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, you see, I, I, that's why I don't understand why more people don't do this because yeah. you train well, them. T- talk about your training process. How do you get people coming in off the street, so to speak, and they don't really have any knowledge of the market? They just heard it's a good deal. Uh, walk us through what you do to make them ready to earn money. 
Well, once you start, you uh, immediately get all our, our uh, uh, training videos that teach you how to use the indicators that we have. And then you get in the chat rooms. You have access to us immediately with any questions you have. And then we put trades out every day, so you can just start taking those trades. And then it usually takes about four to six weeks to understand the lingo. You know, it takes three to four months to kind of understand who you are and how you trade these markets. And then after that, you should be pretty consistently uh, uh, making money in the markets. The key is yeah. most mistakes people make is they they over trade or they over they put too much into a single trade. So once you once you get burned a few times doing that. You know, and you start following best practices, then then you're going to do fine. Look, we don't promise to make people millionaires. That's that's not our game. Our game is we're going to give you really good tools that you can beat the markets, and that's all. That's all our, we set out to do. Then it's up to you to be able to follow those rules to do it. No, but I think it's really good. Um, we have a deal here, and to be honest with you, I'd have to go back and look at it. Dave loves trading.com is all you, you got to go to that. And then when you talk to the agent, if you say, this is something I want to try, just tell them you heard it here on the common sense show and you'll get the best deal. Uh, it will be the lowest deal in terms of getting in. Uh, how expensive is it to get in ballpark figure? Well, I mean, you can buy monthly, but you're looking at, you're, you're looking at three to $400 tops on the low end. And, and on the high end, you can go up to 2,500 if you want a lot of coaching so it's a mixed bag. I say our average price people coming to the service are paying four or five hundred dollars a year, you know, which is nothing. You know, you're talking thirty, forty dollars a month if you if you take it that way. That's pennies. The other thing too is I just want to be clear is that you know when you when you use the promo codes that we're giving you or the or the, the jump pages, this is how I support Dave's show. So um, you know, I, I give Dave a, a piece of the action. For, for having me on the show. And, uh, um, and you know, that's how, you know, Dave's able to provide you good information. And that's how I'm able to uh, provide my services. So check us out. Uh, I think you'll like what we do. Our track record's on the main page. Uh, Dave has attaboys he'll put up for you. You can ask around about us. We've been doing this a long time. I've been with Dave for a long time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we've been pretty consistent. And I think... That is the most important thing in trading is to consistently earn money in the markets. And I think we can, we can help you do that. No, I, I totally agree with you. And this is why I like to support what you're doing. But you bring good content to my show. And there's one more thing I want to cover. Um, what's going on with China? Uh, well, you know, my view on China, I know. China is, is imploding. And uh, now all of a sudden, the, the really smart people are catching on to it. They should have watched their show five years ago, Dave. They would already know that. I know. Uh, yeah, China's in a world of hurt. So they've created this environment. See, because they're afraid to open up their capital markets because they know all the all the people would just get their money out of the country in a heartbeat. And it'll collapse. So they chose the, the collapse slow approach. But China will collapse. And it's unfortunate because there's probably a lot of really good people there. You know, but the leadership there is evil, and uh, uh, and they, they're a direct threat to the United States and our interests. So, uh, even though we're not too proud of what our leadership does, but this is where we live. So, you know, um, so yeah, so I think they're in trouble, and uh, yeah. you know, I always say they're one famine away from the whole thing going away. But 
you know, there, there's issues there. And I think you'll start seeing fraction, you know, basically balkanization. You know, right now, G, G, you know, G runs the contingent from the north. He's been suppressing people that are against him in the south. You know, in the west, they pretty much just locked that whole, those provinces down completely. Yeah. And, uh, and so I think at some point, you know, the, the wheat belt will fight the corn belt, which will fight the rice belt. And I think you're going to see some really crazy stuff happening in China. I, I think you're right. And I think the globalists have chosen the wrong country to try to subjugate the world with Belt and Road and things like that. They can't afford it. And they can't maintain their population because of their uh, one-child policy and all the other nonsense they did. So I, I totally agree with you. All right, before we close here, let's go back over because I like to bring opportunities to my audience. And I'm telling you, if you're looking for second income, this, to me, is the place to go to. DaveLovesTrading.com, you, you call in off of that. You'll see the number there. You'll read about it. And then you just say, hey, I heard you on the Common Sense Show, and I and if I mention the show, I get the best deal. Is that right? Absolutely. And, de- make, and make sure if you come directly, make sure you mention Dave so you get the best deal, and then we can credit Dave. Yeah. Well, I do appreciate that, too. But listen, I'm here to help my audience, too, and I want my audience – to have this economic information you're giving them because forewarned is forearmed. But ladies and gentlemen, the one thing that Bob has convinced me of through the years is that no matter how bad the market is, there's always an opportunity in the market. And Bob's not constrained by what's your age? Well, I can only bet, I can only bet on the market this way because I got to be concerned with restraints. Here it's like, we're going to go where the money's made. And that's what I really appreciate about what you do. Yeah, yeah, we're not constrained. We, you know, we can we can run fast enough in front of the steamroller. So, you know, so we don't. And you know what? Actually, too, and before we let you go, is that the big money can't move without us seeing it. So all we do is follow the big money. You know, it's like, you know, you know, you know, you said you were a fast runner. You know, uh, you know, people draft right. You draft behind the fastest person, and that's you, you know, when you trade. You draft behind the biggest biggest uh, movers and. Uh, you know, you pick up what we call the middle 60% of the move, and that's good enough for us. Yeah, I hear you. That's it. Okay, so go to DaveLovesTrading.com, uh, and you'll see how to contact Bob's people and uh, tell them that you heard the opportunity here, and you'll get the very best deal. You get a discounted ability to get in and start making money. And I'm telling you, folks, my audience tells me this is the best second job they've ever had. Uh, do you have a percentage of people that actually turned this into first income? You know, I never really asked a question because I only probably interact with 10 or 15% of the client base. So um, I would, well, then probably 10 or 15% because those are people that are always in the room. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I guess, I guess that, that's a good way of looking at it. You know, those are people that probably are, uh, um, you know, retired or, or a part-time job and, 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 and things. I have a f- couple full-time guys that come in every morning because they're in East and they're west coast and they uh they can uh, be in a mark in a room for an hour before they head to work too so yeah uh, we, have, we have a mixed bag you know so um i would probably say probably 10 or 15 percent of the people other people you know i have people that don't even take my trades they just want to hear my views so they pay for the service so you know maybe to validate what they're doing and some people just take our signals and don't care about my views and um, and they just like the indicator. So it is, it is a mixed bag behind it. I don't care why you like the service. I'm just happy you're here. Okay. Well, it sounds good. Well, Bob, I appreciate you being on again. Go to DaveLovesTrading.com for the best deal. 
But I hope that all of you, regardless if you pursue this opportunity or not, you've gotten value out of the economic news that's presented here because it sure as heck is a lot different than the mainstream media. Why? Because we tell the truth. Bob, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Dave. Take care. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground. will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more... Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.